This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 83, Common Q&As, Biting, Stilling, Mouthing, and More. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. everybody. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to share with you some common training questions that we receive along with our training answers in hopes that we can help you on your own puppy training journey. Here at Baxter and Bella, we are family and we enjoy supporting each other through this adventure as well as yours. And we hope that you feel part of our community too, and may find that as you listen today, you have some of these exact same questions, but first a big thank you. I know I already said that, but not just for tuning in today, but for supporting this podcast, supporting me and my amazing team and our business, as well as for taking the time to learn and educate yourself on how to build a relationship with your dog. If your dog could speak, okay, not like barking speak, but could speak English or whatever language it is that you speak, I'm sure they'd say a great big thank you as well. Most likely they tell you, they always seem to find a way, right? Baxter wiggles his entire back end when he's happy, and he loves a good snuggle. Just being around him fills me up with gratitude. Dogs are really amazing creatures, and I am so thankful that I get to work with them every day. I really am super lucky. As mentioned, I have an amazing team that helps me run the show here at Baxter and Bella. My trainers answer emails. They coach via phone and video sessions. They run live Q&A sessions weekly, and some teach classes. They respond to your group messages, they record video clips to help answer your training questions, and they go above and beyond to help our clients. If you haven't yet joined our online puppy school, you might just want to check it out. Today, I want to spotlight some common questions we get asked, as well as our responses. We are starting off with the most common puppy question. Do you guys want to guess what it is? Go ahead and guess. Biting. Ugh, right? Why are their teeth so sharp? I know I'm getting off topic. That's not the actual question, but here it is. We are hoping to gain some help from you surrounding biting. Our 13 week old puppy gets excited and uses her teeth to show that excitement. We continuously try to shift her attention to a toy, get up and turn away from her, tell her no, but nothing works to stop her or calm her down. When it gets to be too much, we end up needing her to go in her crate for 15 minutes or so to give her a chance to calm herself. Even when we let her out though, she licks and hugs and then almost immediately starts biting or nibbling. When we go to put her collar or leash on or off, it's the same thing. And even when we try to pet her, she goes for our hands with her teeth. We are beginning to get concerned that this is a bigger issue. So any and all insight would be helpful. Heidi responds, young puppies get overstimulated very easily and very quickly. You are doing the right thing by putting her in the crate for a timeout and to bring her level of energy down. You can try to redirect her once with a toy, but if she's still overly excited, a trip to the crate or a pen and hopefully a nap will help. Preventing the overstimulation in the first place can be done by giving more naps more often, as well as more mental stimulation, and by doing training sessions to get her to focus her attention in a calm manner. Stuffed Kongs, licky mats, and other food puzzles are great ways to offer mental stimulation. As your pup works her brain, her energy levels will come down. 
Make the crate a great place for her to spend time and use it as a training tool to give her a lot of naps. Puppies this age need a lot of rest and that will prevent her from becoming overly tired, which leads to the overstimulated behavior. Cool, right? Does that help you hopefully a little bit to see what to do with these puppies who are a bit bitey? Okay, we love answering questions like this and we love to give you little tips and tricks that just make your life a little better. Next question, does your dog ever try and hide from you? How about still things they shouldn't? Be sure to listen closely to this next Q&A. Here it goes. Our 15-month-old Labradoodle recently started running to and hiding under our dining room table with things like his favorite toy or a dog biscuit. He will also do that with a soccer glove. Do you have any ideas of what to do to prevent this? I don't mind him being under there with his things, but I just wonder why he feels he needs to hide with them. Bailey, one of our trainers, responded. Thank you for reaching out. Is he showing any unwanted behaviors such as a snarling or a growling? If not, great. I would just focus on building his confidence around these items when we are around. Whenever he is eating, chewing on a toy, or has a biscuit, work on just tossing him something else that is high value from a distance. Teach him that us being near him when he has something equals yummy good things, not a reason for him to be defensive or nervous. Don't take something unless you need to, and even then, try to make him come to you and drop the item instead of forcing it from his mouth. If he is taking items often that he shouldn't have, you might want to work on restricting his freedom and then teaching him an implied leave it with these items, like teach him better things happen when he ignores those items than goes for it. You can review our section on our website about resource guarding for more information on prevention. Love, love, love that you are working on prevention. That it really is great advice. When puppies get things that they are not supposed to have, if we draw attention to those items, the more our puppy is likely to like those items. So I try to create a diversion, just as Bailey mentioned. You try to get the puppy to come to you because of something else. And then they drop the item willingly and we're not taking it from them. It's really important that our puppies feel safe and secure around us, not threatened that we might take something from them. So we always trade up and always make it worth it. Nice job, Bailey. Sometimes we have puppy biting and then sometimes we let that mature into puppy mouthing or the mouthing continues possibly longer than it should continue. So we know that new puppies bite a lot. That's how they played with their litter mates. And it's really all they know. Now that they are with us and we have different rules to engage in play, it really is important that we teach them what to do instead. See if you've had this question before. Hi, Baxter and Bella. Our dog is a mini golden doodle and is now six months old. He's amazing and just so sweet. He still loves to play bite with me though, meaning when I lay with him, he goes to my hand and gnaws on it. I don't mind so much, but I also don't want to have this be his default. Should I continue to have treats on me at all times so I can redirect him at those moments to play some of the games? What are your thoughts on dogs gnawing, play biting on us humans in general? He also still likes to bite shoes when we are outside on leash walks. We live in New York City, so all relief walks must be on leash. I find that the moment I start training him, I can get him to refocus. There is no place to tether him when we are outside. The kids have a little harder time getting him to refocus, and sometimes I have to work to get him to refocus too. Thoughts. Heidi replies, the problem with play biting is that this habit can get rougher and can also lead to biting other people as a way of playing. Try redirecting your pup by giving him a toy to bite instead of your hand. If he gets too overstimulated, do a short training session or take him to the crate for a timeout and a rest. You can help a puppy learn to ignore moving feet and pant legs by practicing with our learning game, Toy Soldier, as described here on our website. 
You can also try to keep his attention with some great treats when you are out walking so that his focus is on you and the treats instead of your feet. Kids and puppies naturally raise each other's levels of excitement. So that is why it's harder for the kids to get his attention, especially when out walking. Have them work on training him more at home in a less stimulating environment. Our games and activities section has lots of fun ideas that they can work on so that your pup will see that he needs to listen and respond to the kids as well as you. A little training trick I like to recommend when out walking is to use a wooden spoon smeared with a little bit of peanut butter or cream cheese and show the pup the spoon, give him a lick, and move along, much like a sucker. Thanks for reaching out, and please let us know if you have any other questions. Next up is a question on reactivity. Do any of you have a dog who barks like crazy at certain things? You might be able to relate to this one. Hi, my dog is now 15 months old, and reactivity is a huge challenge for us. I can barely take him outside for more than to go potty without encountering a trigger that sets him off the charts. Seeing triggers from windows in the house also sets him into crazy barking episodes, and I'm wondering if the results of training outside should eventually transfer to inside the house as well. What tips do you have for me to help my dog with reactivity? Lara responded, can you pinpoint the things that trigger him? Dogs barking in the neighborhood, maybe neighbors talking, garbage truck going by. If you can be specific, I would suggest finding some YouTube videos of these sounds and play them inside the house on low volume while he eats his meals, does training sessions, or plays with toys. Anything to help desensitize him to the sounds as well as associate them with the good things. You will most likely need to work on this inside and outside the house. Dogs do not generalize well, so we usually need to practice in all locations to help them understand. Blocking access to windows and doors he likes to bark at is a good first step. If you cannot be there to redirect him, I would use a tether or have him in a blocked off area or crate to prevent running to the window or door and barking. Then when you have time, you can have him on leash and work with some higher value treats at the windows and doors to work on focusing on you and walking away if he starts to react. You can also use a white noise machine or radio to help drown out outside noises during the evening or in quieter times. Feel free to set up a one-on-one call with us if you want to. We can discuss his triggers and help you create a plan. Finally, to end with you guys, a potty training question. I tried to give you a variety of things today, and potty training is definitely one that we get frequently. Here it goes. My puppy is doing great during the day. He goes to the door. No accidents during the day. However, every evening between 6 to 8 p.m., he looks right at us and pees. Sometimes even walks to the door and then walks away a couple feet and pees. He also does not make a sound at the door. How do we teach him to tell us when he needs to go? Emily replies. Sometimes it can be a combination of too much activity time or we are more busy doing things that makes it so the puppy goes out less frequently and then has an accident. I would make sure to be taking your pup out on a schedule at that time so that you can successfully reward and have your puppy go outside, then go longer and longer between times outside until your puppy understands to let you know at that time as well. Your puppy is still very young, so I wouldn't expect them to fully understand house training and that they need to tell you when they need to go out every time. Sometimes their body needs to go and they can't tell you quick enough, so taking them out on a schedule when they are this young usually helps. As you can tell, guys, we love what we do, and we are here to help you. Our online puppy school is designed as a learning module system, which is like following a recipe. You go through our modules, which include lessons, classes, courses, all in sequence. And then when you have a specific question you need help with, you simply reach out to us. You can schedule a one-on-one video or phone session or send us an email. 
As I said earlier, I am so thankful for my awesome team of trainers. Uh, Our clients love them. They are super helpful in answering questions, doing our video sessions and phone calls, teaching classes, and all of that good stuff. I'm super lucky and blessed to have them here at Baxter and Bella with us. And I'm glad that I got to share a little bit of their expertise with you today. Have a great week with your dogs, you guys, and I will talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me.